to the Say Chill podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Say Chill is a social impact organization that helps people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. Hey, Chip. Hey, Stephen. We are here back in the Say Chill studio. Yeah, we are. We have done over 100 podcasts now. Yes. This is podcast 101, I yes. believe. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. We're past that. Cause oh, are we really? Well, if we put in the uh, own addiction, Phil and I are doing own addiction, I think we're at, you know, more. M- more. So we, we are now in... Yeah, it's pretty neat, isn't it? It is pretty neat. What I like about it is that we remain consistent. Yes. We've, we've kept on. And uh, even, I don't even know how many blogs I've done now, but it's, you know, once... We were spurred on to just keep doing it. It's been pretty neat to to just just keep doing it. And, yeah, you know, I, just, I like getting to. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we've got some brand new spiritual root system material today. Well, yeah, continuation of yes, it's a continuation of what what we've been doing now for, gosh, for me since ninety one. Yeah, it, you know. You know I wrote a uh, Sage Hill timeline yeah. this last week yeah. that we're working on. That's yeah. going to end up on the website soon that we're editing and revising. And I, I was out of town in Chicago, and I sent you a text like, "When did you start working on the spiritual root system?" Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. In nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. I honestly believe it's, it sounds like a cliche, but it was it was on it was like on the back of a napkin. It's one of those yeah that classic deals, but yeah. Uh, I remember drawing a, a, some roots and uh, some lines and the impairment and how we shriveled up and uh, yeah and say so, well this is part of how we're made feelings needs and it just kept going and I I don't even remember you know exactly how it just it just kept going it became very organic yeah very organic yeah um, well. A few weeks ago, in your adult formation class at church, Sunday school, <laughs> Sunday school, yeah. uh, one of your one of, one of your class members, oh, that's right, that you, you remember that. said to you, uh, Chip, when are we going to get to joy? Enough of all this sad yeah. and hurt and lonely. Yeah. What are we going to do, joy? I keep, I keep, I continue to focus on you know the reality that we've been given eight tools to live fully in a tragic place, and and seven of those feelings. Are what people think of as negative, and yeah. I think they're all good. And describe the pain of life. Yeah, the and, gifts uh, that come from it. And so, but what he was saying was, when are we going to focus on the gladness piece and the, the joy piece? And I remember thinking, you know, it really is time. So, <laughs> Thirty years. It's yeah. About so, time to start. so, and and I thought I had been because being able to live life fully, love deeply, and lead well is the joy. But uh, he was he was really talking more about. Give me some expressions and some formats, some forms of joy that, uh, I mean, how, how does joy come out of all of this? And there is joy in the Lord. There is joy in living. There is joy in relationship. And, and you know, I, I just assumed that in so many ways. But so, so today we're talking about, and I went ahead and started teaching four expressions of joy, or four forms of joy that come out of the whole spiritual root system and being able to do your feelings well. Um, yeah, because we so said that's what we're that, about today. that, uh, that our, our gladness and the joy that comes through it is derivative of our ability to, yeah. to live into the other seven feelings. That yeah. the more I'm, I'm able to, to experience my sadness, of course, I'll find acceptance and anger and passion and so on and so on, yeah. and hurt, healing. But to the degree that I, I'm, I'm skilled at being able to identify, experience, and express my feelings. Yeah. I've always used the word, if I am adept, 
Adept. A-D-E-P-T. I, I'm so Southern, I don't know if it, people can understand. Uh, adept. Adept, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I've been taping, which is really cool. I've, 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 I've taped The Voice of the Heart. We've got an audio book, and I'm doing The Perfect Loss. And the, the, these incredibly professional, uh, what do they call them, electronics? Uh, producers, producers, engineers? Yes, yes. See, that's me. That's me. Um, <laughs> They will stop me and say, it's not impaired, it's impaired. And they'd say, it's not theater, it's theater. You, you know, know, you they, sound the same when you say did I re- <laughs> No, you sound no, a little okay, different. Okay, good. But they will yeah. stop me and naked is the one. Naked, naked. It's naked, naked. Or naked. Naked. So, yeah, so, yeah. But, um, but adept. But, yeah, if, if a person is adept, becomes adept at the seven feelings we, we tend not to want, even though I prefer actually anger over all of them. But anyway, uh, if we become adept at the other seven feelings, the outcome or the derivative of being good at those seven feelings is gladness. And we've always talked about the gift of gladness is joy with sadness. Mm -hmm. And what that really means is no matter how great the experience of delight within, there is the reality of where we live. So, you know, the Beckett's, Mm-hmm. This is a paraphrase, but you're We're on, on earth, earth, and for that, yeah. there's no cure. Yeah. But and and joy uh, is is really uh, that which removes us from the earth, even though we are forever bound to it. That sounds so like uh, Oprah Winfrey spiritual. Yeah. Voodoo hoodoo. Well, well, you know, in the book, the needs of the heart. One of the needs uh, is fun. I mean, what a what a strange statement. What a strange word for a need. You know, we have need to grieve, need to belong, need to matter, need for, to be listened to, need to listen. And then there's the need for fun. And fun is actually a deep spiritual and also um, lighthearted experience. But it, it's, it's the capacity to, to lose consciousness around planning and to be fully participating in the experience of being fully alive. And play. Yeah, play. And so it plays, you know, play, play and fun don't have the gravitas that they really are due. Yeah. Because we move towards, you know, the glory of living in fun uh, or in play. But anyway, so. So joy takes us joy, out of, elevates us to. Where joy is the feeling, uh, the, the internal experience of, of having fun. Of the need of fun actually being experienced or being met, okay. I move beyond my anxiety. Yeah, and and there are well, yeah, beyond my anxiety, and it's it's a full participation in life. It is um, uh, forgetting one's troubles and being all in to living fully, loving deeply, leading well. And there there are four four joys that I have found so far, and the first joy is ecstasy. Um, that everyone knows what that is and from the standpoint. What is it? Well, from the standpoint of we say, oh, it that, sounds naughty. Well, that's jo- okay, you'd say, but that's joy. <laughs> ecstasy is joy. And ecstasy is the mountaintop experience. It's, it's, you're unable to not notice that this has to be joy. I, I remember uh, an ecstatic moment uh, in my life. It was inescapably ecstatic uh, when there was complete forgetfulness and we, we moved from the could it be to, to this has happened, uh, from the possible to it's impossible 
and it happened. You've stepped into the more than, better than I even thought it could be, but I was made for experiencing something just like this. Um, when um, I remember the Substate years ago. Uh, How many years ago, Chip? Oh, gosh, substate? it's uh, 10, years, 10 years ago. Oh, your sons are playing in the Substate. I yeah, yeah, you yeah. Were oh, yeah, about my substate. Oh, no, my, no, not me. <laughs> not, no, that's, uh, that's not joyful. <laughs> that's the lost world, but yeah. which makes the joy uh, that much sweeter. So your boys are playing in the Substate ba- sub-state High School Baseball. Well, there's a long story that goes with it, but they lost the year before. William helped Tennyson. He said, I'll help you do whatever you got to do to get back to that game. They make it to the Substate. It's a ragtag bunch of kids. Um, Tennyson had, had so believed that they would make it the year before, and then he gets to hit uh, a home run with the game tied um, in the bottom of the ninth. Yep. Uh, and... It was a most glorious moment. I remember the ecstasy, the people jumping around, just thrilled and just you know blown away. Um, uh, there are no words. It's just it was joy, yeah. absolute, un, unutterable, ultimately indescribable experience within and without. Can't stop celebrating. Can't stop the experience of celebrating what this what just happened. Um, David dancing before the Ark of the Covenant. If you saw a film of yourself in ecstasy, it, you probably would would not want to see it again because it is the complete vulnerability of expression of just thrill, yeah, delight. Just so so that's ecstasy. That's the mountaintop experience, and we're made for it. Uh, but it is not a daily experience. It you is can't live in it. No, can't live in it. It's not of this life. Reality is we're bound to the earth, and ecstasy is something we are created to have great gratitude for. But to, to live attempting to find it over and over again is sickness. That's addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, addiction is most of the time controlled by an ecstatic moment, usually the first use, and then forever attempting to retrieve that original that high. ecstatic moment. So ex- ecstasy is a gift. See, joy, joy is always a gift. Um, so ecstasy is one of the expressions of joy. A second um, expression of joy is creativity. Okay. So you got ecstasy, ecstasy and, and you got creativity. Yeah, which is a mountaintop experience that, that really has a lot of hope for, and then it happens, but we didn't make it happen. It just occurs. That's ecstasy. ecstasy. So what's creativity? Creativity is really, you know, you've heard me talk a lot about the artist's the artist versus the laborer mm-hmm. or the craftsman. Uh, when, when somebody is fully participating in work, mm-hmm. hands, head, and heart all involved, they have stepped into the joy of creativity. Mm-hmm. It's muscle, brain, body, heart, hope, all applied towards a direction. It's the creativity of building, the creativity of shaping, molding, of fashioning. It's trying to make that inside passion come into reality. Yes, the, yeah. the creativity of imagining something as possible and applying oneself towards that direction. At the end of the day, sweaty and uh, dusty, and yet there is that sense of having done, but also the joy of getting to, the, the, the uh, participation in sweating that we're moving towards something, whether together or, or individually. It's the joy of getting to experience moving and shaping and making. Yeah. So that is joyful. Taking on the challenge, um, while there's fear and often anxiety related to it, uh, actually moving into crea- creativity. We are creative creatures. 
We're created to create. And when we are giving ourselves over to something, even if um, it doesn't last, which is sad, having made, having reached, having stepped, having gone. Uh, children on the beach, you know, they'll make the sandcastles and loving the creativity of it. Um, and they walk away from them. Um, and if they're not there the next day, they're just not there. Ch children are creative creatures, for example, and we're created to create too. So I think creativity is an expression of joy. Okay. Even uh, the experience of, of, you know, maybe I don't want to go work out. This is just like the daily routine. I don't want to go work out. But then once I do, it's like step into the movement, step into the body action. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I'm better. I feel a mm -hmm. sense of well-being. In the morning, I don't feel like waking up to do my prayer, meditation, reading. But when I do, I'm more prepared. I'm more uh, glad. I'm yeah. more joyful. Um, going to a meeting I didn't want to go to. But after I've gone, I realize how grateful I was or appreciative it's like I was. like the space without the uh, tyranny of toxic shame, without the dread of anxiety. Yeah. Or the, like I found this moment or this moment's happened for me yeah. where I am focused on either I've been delivered to the mountaintop or I'm focused mm -hmm. on the expression of what's in me. Yes, yeah, that, that becomes my energy. Mm -hmm. Stepping yeah. into the challenge of something that matters to me. So I'm not trying to do something to get away from my sadness or away from my hurt or away from my loneliness. I'm bringing the impetus of those feelings and the story that goes with them into the expression of my heart. Mm -hmm. Risking. Risking. Yeah, stepping in. So creativity, creativity joy has a sense of risk to it. Yeah. 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 Because it might not turn out. No, it might not. And, and the, the more we separate our worth from our performance and our worth is expressed in stepping into living, uh, not the outcomes as much as the stepping into living, we can always say, like my son's in law school, and he, he says, and there's a joy in him saying this, he said, I'm going to work very hard and I'm going to stay very focused. In fact, he's writing a like a pamphlet on, you know, how to, how to win in law school, but he's just, he's creating, but he said, I'm not, I'm going to miss some social functions. I'm going to give up some things that I normally would have done because I'm not going to look back and say, if I just done more, if I just given more, I'm going to give it all and get everything I can out of what I'm going to give him, win, lose, or draw. It's not about the outcome. It's about fully participating. Full-hearted participation. Yes, yes. So if we can separate our worth from our work, then it's, it's just the, the, the dignity of having gone, the yeah. dignity of having participated. It's just I was really there. I really did show up. There's a joy. So my, in my, it's no longer performance-based identity, Yeah. right, where my outcomes predict how well I like myself or how well you think of me. I got the trophy. So I must be good. Yeah. I got this award. I must be good. I got the, yeah. the great Mother's Day or Father's Day card. So therefore, I must be a good parent, right? Yeah. It's, about, it's about stepping into the thing that's in me that needs to be made known in the world. Yeah. Like that's creativity. Yes. And, and, and I guess really from what you're saying, Steve, it's, uh, when it comes to joy and, and creativity, there's no score. There is no score. They're, they're just, I haven't thought of it that yeah. way. But yeah, there's no score. Um, um, and it's a very sad thing because uh, a fear of hoping and then fear of imaging in that hope and fear imagining and then fear of taking action in that imagining oh. can stop a lot of joy. Well, you know, I, 
you and I are both creative people. We build things and we've painted things and drawn things and written things, right? Yeah. And it never turns out to match the picture in my heart. No. It's always just, even the, my best effort, it's always just a shadow. Yeah. Right? And that's the risk of creativity is yeah. the disappointment that comes in it too. Yeah. Gosh, you know? I, 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 yeah. I, I still think the, the, the best thing that I've done in the creative world, my hobby of writing, is... Uh, <laughs> oh, because, no. Well, no, it finally hit me <laughs> that I, somebody said, do you have any hobbies? And used to, it's like, well, really, no. It turns out my hobby is pretty expensive. It's writing and you know, yeah. publishing and doing yeah. all these things because it matters to me. And I still think the, the best thing that I've ever created is Anthem to the Invisible. I know you do. I know, and it's just like I can't. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still in spite of... Uh, who hasn't read it? Yeah, and who did and didn't get it? it it's uh, I still I still can I still take joy in having yeah. done it. I really enjoy. You gave everything doing, you had uh-huh, in it. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I, yeah. So what's yeah. the third kind of joy? A third kind of joy is appreciation. Okay, and um, it it if you look up the etymology of appreciation, it it means to appraise. Or, okay. okay. Almost like an assessment. And appreciation slash gratitude. Now, gratitude covers all of these, but I would say that gratitude is really closer to appreciation. But when you take a, an account of what, what you've gotten to do uh, and what you get to do, it's an attitude of, of having gotten to do and get to do. When I look at how I've gotten to participate in whatever is good or something's noble, uh, lovely, admirable, uh, right, uh, just. Mm-hmm. It's, it's taking an, an, an appraisal uh, or an account of, of, of things that uh, we um, got to do. I mean, yeah. I just don't know how to say I that recognize way. the value of this experience. Yeah, and, uh, and even it's like I never thought I would get to and I did. Or uh, I never, uh, or even beginning to uh, look into the future of, of uh, what you get to do tomorrow. When we move the shoulds out of our lives and the have-tos out of our lives and start looking at our lives from what we've gotten to do and what we get to do, then all of a sudden we have a sense of gratitude or joy. It's participation in getting to live, participation in getting to add, getting to love, getting to participate. Mm -hmm. So the experience of taking an account of what I've gotten to do and what I get to do uh, really is an arousal of appreciation or joy, thankfulness. I hear in that, like one of the defense against against joy would be to not let things matter, to diminish or downplay a small moment that touches your heart. Like whether it's a sunset or a friend writing you a note, or someone opening the door for you and helping you with a bag. I mean, there's, yep. little, there's little moments yep. that touch us, right? Mm-hmm. But we try not to let them matter. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It really is allowing ourselves to be thankful. Now, thankful, thankfulness does arouse its counterproposal. I mean, it just does because reality is where we live. You said earlier that even when you've created or done something that you've really wanted to do, building something. You look at it and you can find the edges that didn't quite meet, the, the, you know, the, the oh, sanding yeah. that didn't wasn't quite perfect, the paint streak in it that wasn't what exactly what as smooth as you wanted it to be. 
But those those things, they're inevitable because of where we are. There is that grief. Yeah. But the appreciation for getting to participate and moving towards something. So at, gratitude is appreciation. What it does, what gratitude does, if you if you appreciate thankfulness, what you've gotten to do, if you can see what you get to do, it starts to expand into other areas when you and I start looking around our worlds and seeing, as Chesterton said, that the mundane of God's sunset is, is him bowing. It's his encore. Yeah. At the end of the day, he bows and says, here you go. How about that for an encore? It's the, <laughs> it's the end of the day. Yeah. Recently, we're treating a, um, a um, let's just say, a well-known expert in the field of, of medicine. And um, he went home on what's called a therapeutic leave last week, went into his apartment, and uh, what he would do a lot of times in his loneliness, he's single, he would distract himself and make time go by by playing a cello. He's very, very talented, very gifted. And he was getting, he had a couple of hours before going to a, an AA meeting. Mm-hmm. And he got his cello out, began to play, and he's playing a, a, a piece of uh, Bach. Or Bach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bach. And uh, he said he, he, he played the piece for over a decade. And he said he felt the piece. He said, I felt the music mm. for the first time. Touched by it. When I've ever, yeah. yeah. Valued and he, it. And he said, he became tearful. And he said, that piece of music is sad. And he had such joy in participating and getting to feel the music. And then he went on from there and assimilated this. Uh, so he reads everything. And he started talking about um, uh, uh, reading, having read The Art of Archery. And it's a, a book by a, a Japanese um, uh, expert mm-hmm. and talked about you have to feel the arrow. You have to sort of like blind yourself to your reasoning and let the arrow become the arrow. Yeah, yeah. And he said he always thought that was absurd, but he's talking about just simply letting go and letting the process work. So he was seeing what he got to do. He had spent his life avoiding and considering the other seven feelings something to simply to eradicate, but not realizing yeah. that his unwillingness to feel Bach and to let his heart experience that music was also robbing him of joy. Right. That the, the old, um, the old uh, desiderata, desideratum, in spite of the ugliness and darkness of life, and this is a terrible paraphrase, life is still worth living and has so much beauty and magnificence and joy in it. So by taking a daily account of what you get to do and what you've gotten to do, an, an arousal of thankfulness Which tends got to come up to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like or, just or appreciation what, yeah, of that moment of rest. Yeah. And it's even shown that uh, we get a greater sense of control, even in our times of great worry, by looking for possibilities of the worry ending. That one of the solutions to worry is not false gratitude, but looking for solutions, yeah. looking at possibilities of hope. So, and true gratitude, actually, your brain cannot worry and be grateful at the same true, time. Like true, it, it, your heart is overtaken. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, the, the appreciation is rooted in hope, hoping yeah, so for more. We've got ecstasy, ecstasy, creativity, creativity, appreciation. appreciation. That leads us to the fourth form of yeah, joy. The fourth and ultimate form of joy, in in, in my opinion. The deepest uh, sustaining joy is faith. Okay, so uh, now, now you've got me. I could, yeah. I could keep up with 
ecstasy. Mm-hmm. I can keep up with creativity as joy. Mm-hmm. I understand appreciation, but how in the world is faith an expression of joy? Well, faith, faith. It says the Book of Hebrews eleven one says the ancients were commended for this thing, this thing called faith, and it says they were sure, sure of what they hoped for, and they were certain of what they did not see. And if you're and what what that put together, what that means is no matter what happens, I'm incapable of of letting go of being of being sure that I'm going to be okay. That He who has made me will take care of me. I cannot be forsaken, nor can I be abandoned. That the promise that's in my heart will come true. My my job is to continue to step forward mm. into fully participating in this thing that won't let go of me. That I've attached myself to. Okay. So the ultimate experience of of joy, this long long sustaining joy, that can tolerate the hardest knocks of life is faith. The continuing to believe it's okay and going to be okay no matter what. And if a person's sure of what they hope for, they have a passion. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I'm sure of what I hope for, I have a passion. Which if we I know, know what I, who I am, I know whose I am, I know what I want, I'm yeah. passionate. I'm I know clear. what I hope for, what yeah. I'm looking for. I'm undivided. Yes, and so it means I'm willing to be in pain for something that matters more than pain. So I am directed and have a sense of joy, a sense of passion, purpose, a plan, a focus. I know where I'm headed. Right. I know what I want to do. So, And then if I'm certain of what I do not see... I cannot let go of knowing that over the horizon is something more and better. Okay. So the ultimate sustaining faith that can tolerate all forms of knocks, knockabouts is, is joy, rather, is, is faith. So we have ecstasy, which is the mountaintop. That's where, that's where Paul says, uh, uh, Apostle Paul says, you know, all this been beaten, ship, shipwrecked, abandoned, left oh, yeah, for dead, cr- yeah, but it's and like I have hard counted pressed, joy. But not crushed. Right. Oh, that one? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's, talk a little about that because he's not pointing to these things didn't hurt and I wasn't scared. Yeah. That's the, that's the faith that I am undefeatable. I've got a vision and a mission bigger than this current moment. Yes. That the heart and that which is within I it. I can see how that's joy. Like I can see that yeah. faith beat like it is. Yeah. Like I'm not deterred by this momentary thing. Like yeah. I'm, but, um, so, so four, four joys, four joys, ecstasy, creativity, appreciation, and faith. And uh, how how do we go about though living this joy? Uh, and there's a there's a there's actually the the discipline of joy. And how do we step into and live in the discipline of joy? And it's a it's a daily, uh, frankly put, morning experience. Well, let's talk about that in the next podcast. Next time, oh, yeah, okay. Let's, let's like a little bit of a cliffhanger. Live, okay, get people to come back, listen yeah. to another. So okay. we talked about the four types of joy today. Yeah, and in our next podcast, we're going to talk about how to, the discipline of joy, how to how living a certain way leads you to yeah. ecstasy, creativity, mm-hmm. appreciation, and faith, and, faith, and not happiness. All happiness right. is a nice occurring experience, but um, it's not it's not joy. Thanks, Chip. Hey, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Yeah, bye. Bye.